Hi everyone, my name is Virginia Duan, also known as Mandarin Mama. I'm your host of the Nuna Army podcast, a podcast where we discuss the particular aspects and challenges of being an older middle-aged BTS fan. Today we're going to be talking about outro ego, uh, J-Hope, and some of his lyrics. About a week ago, BTS uh, dropped their comeback trailer for Map of the Soul 7, and as expected, it was called Ego, featuring J-Hope. Now what we were, well, not, I wouldn't say we, but what I was anticipating, and many people in fandom were, was, um, I guess, darker material, right? Because uh, it's like shadow, and we thought it would just continue in that vein of like darkness and maybe be like very sensual or like contemplative or something. And so after Shadow, which was very contemplative and and sad and kind of angry, right? The interlude. And uh, after Black Swan, which is like very contemplative and kind of sad and worrying about the first death. Um, so you can find out more about my thoughts on both of those. Uh, episode two of the podcast is about uh, interlude shadow and Suga and lyrics and then I think episode four maybe episode four uh, one of the episodes four or five maybe four is about first deaths and the black and black swan so if you are interested in these type of podcasts or these type of discussions I'd be super excited if you uh, give those episodes a listen but not right now okay <laughs> right now just listen to me before I continue, I just want to preface that I kind of approach things from a, a combination of talking about what the lyrics might mean, uh, possibly from some interpretations uh, and connections to the previous lyrics or their lives. Yeah, mostly I talk about lyrics, how they pertain to me and my life and how they have either moved me in some way or how I have, uh, how they hit me. And the reason for that is because that's just the kind of person I am. I'm not really too... I do find like symbolism and like deeper meanings, things. I find them interesting to a certain extent, but I don't find them interesting in a vacuum. I find them only interesting in as much as it pertains to me. And whether that makes me a narcissist, I know it's not the clinical definition of narcissism, but whether that makes me just really me-focused, I mean, personally, I consume things, I consume art uh, in order to be transformed and to be moved. So that's why, yeah, that's why, that's what I care about in art. Uh, if that's not what you care about, I totally get it. And if you're really deep in, big into like conspiracies and deep into like, oh, how does, what's the symbolism of this word? You might be disappointed, <laughs> uh, but, which I do find it important, but ultimately I find how I don't think art is consumed in a vacuum and whatever it's like um it's like science i think i mentioned it before but it's like science the act of ob the act of observing changes whatever you're observing right um even from like a physics standpoint where like light bouncing off of your eyes will bounce off of the thing that you're observing and therefore change the nature of what you're seeing because particles are hitting each other and therefore there's change at some subatomic level so I believe that in, a tr in terms of art and being moved by things like that. 
That was a really long preface. So ego was surprisingly, to me, bouncy and happy. And, but in retrospect, it totally makes sense, right? Because from what I recall of Carl Jung and like the, I guess, persona, shadow, ego and stuff. Uh, again, I'm not super like deep into it. I get the general gist of it. I find psychology interesting in as much as it is helpful to me uh, in terms of like dealing with my life and processing trauma, um, but not, I don't particularly care about like the details. I'm, this is what it is. I am an, I'm a application type of person and not a theoretical type of person. And I think we need all kinds. That probably sums it up much better than like that 10 minute thing I just talked about. All right. So ego, uh, yeah, again, is really bouncy and happy. But if you really think about it, why, what else could it have been, right? Because the idea of the ego uh, is to be integrated, right? And I guess I consider integration to be, or acceptance at least, right? I consider that to be... Um, a joyful thing or, or at least not joyful but not a bad thing and I guess it depends on what you've integrated but I, I presume that that usually means that you have accepted your past you've accepted all the different parts of you and then have and that you're not trying to be inauthentic is the wrong word but that you're not being that you don't feel like you're living a lie right there is no that ideally you're not experiencing immense cognitive dissonance. And yes, of course, you'll have like internal conflict or your, some days will be easier than others. But in general, a fully integrated person can accept that there are dark sides, there's sides of them that are, you know, just accept all parts of us, that no part of us is more monstrous than the other. So as someone who has struggled with identity in many of its forms, whether being Asian American, being a woman, a mother, um, you know, a creative in terms of like writing and creating things, uh, just just lots of different identities. Like, what does it mean? I mean, nothing more or less than what most people go through, I think. But specifically for me, through those intersecting lenses, right? I find it interesting and comforting. So let's go in. I'm very pleased with Outro Ego's lyrics. Uh, like I mentioned in the reaction video, I, I didn't really, the song is not particularly my vibe, um, or at least it wasn't, right? Like it, it's not a song that I initially loved and liked off the bat, um, mostly because that's not the type, the style of music I usually prefer, but I love the lyrics right from the get-go. This is actually a, a harder song to discuss for me because it, it's J-Hope. And I love J-Hope, um, but as I mentioned in the ego reaction video, J-Hope is probably the most mysterious of all BTS members. And I feel like I can't really discuss the song without discussing J-Hope uh, because he is the most mysterious. He has very, very clear boundaries of what he, of his, between his private and public life. And he is probably, it has been mentioned by the BTS members and him himself, that his BTS persona, like J-Hope, the smiling, like mood maker, uh, happy, bright, sunshine, Hobie, that his persona is actually the most different from his actual personality. Uh, I think 
Suga said it, that he used to be very depressed, or not depressed, but like kind of down and negative, I guess, um, when they were trainees. And then he adopted this uh, persona of J-Hope and really went at it. Um, I feel like of all members of BTS, him, J-Hope and Jin, I think, I feel like Jin has become more and more himself as the years have gone by, but J-Hope still, and again, this is all conjecture, right? Like, I don't actually know them as people. So let us please take my um, unsolicited thoughts <laughs> as a reminder that we, I personally do not know any members of BTS. The likelihoods of you also not personally knowing any member of BTS is also pretty high. Uh, and so clearly this is all conjecture, right? Like it's, this is not fact. Um, so please don't take this podcast as fact. I highly doubt any of you are, but just just in case, I'd like to I'd like to reiterate that even though we're discussing lyrics and people, we don't actually know them except what they have chosen to show us. And J-Hope himself has chosen to show, I feel, less of his true self to us than uh, than others. And again, it is his right to show us and the public as little or as much of his inner self as he chooses to. Also, uh, I did mention this in the reaction video, but uh, again, just because someone does not show you everything and let you know all their shit hang out, for lack of a better term, does not mean that they are not genuine, right? So often we think that in order to be genuine, you have to be completely transparent like you have to tell us everything you have the tmi everything we have to know everything about you but I, that's not true you can be genuine and opaque right they are not mutually exclusive and what i love the what i love 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 about j-hope is that he has such clear and inviolable boundaries between his public persona and his internal self now whether that public persona is still as high with or as still in full force as when he is with his members i don't know but i do know that he has said in previous v lives that in his music at least he would like to start and and in his interactions with army he would like to be a little bit more vulnerable uh, and i think we saw glimpses of that in hobie's mixtape um, especially in his uh, blue side track but again blue side had no lyrics uh, and I, th I think, again, we always seem to think of Jehovah as this bright sun, uh, when really that is an aspect of who he is, uh, but he's a very serious person, right? Um, very disciplined. And of course, all BTS members are disciplined, and, but like, there's a reason why when, you know, dance instructor Hobie comes out, everyone's just like, oh, because he's just so intense. And I and I have a feeling that he's, like you can even see glimpses of it, right? In in their travel logs, like he's very clean. He's very neat. He, he likes things to be put in order. Like, yeah, it's, it's so appealing. <laughs> he, he's like obviously incredibly type A, right? He's always, I think they mentioned that J-Hope is always either the first person there. He's always on time or early. He's very serious um, and that uh, BTS members credit 
they they said they would not have made it without J-Hope. And one could argue that they would not have made it with any without any one member, right? Uh, but but that J-Hope was very integral and that he is almost like the second leader uh, of the group behind RM. So Outro Ego's lyrics I found particularly interesting because um, J-Hope discusses, is actually pretty vulnerable in the lyrics. He talks about how um, how much he suffered the first few years, like the seven years, um, and some of it, like, uh, and how he's looking back at his life to where he gets to now. And, um, and unlike Suga, who's talking about, you know, how ambitious and hungry he was for things, and then, and then the immense fear and anxiety of actually getting what he wanted, and, you know, just the, the different aspects of wanting, uh, which is important, I think. But I find J-Hopes to be very reflective also. I mean, I mean, haven't we all experienced it? Like, gone back and, and there, like, technically speaking, I don't know how familiar you are to, like, the idea of multiverses or, you know, alternate universes, but technically speaking, one could argue that there are many, there are multiple infinite universes out there based on every branch of decision that you could possibly make combined with, you know, every possible decision billions of other people make, right? It's very mind-blowing. And then some decisions make larger, like smaller or bigger diversions from like each other. Um, For instance, like, whether I choose to wear red socks or blue socks or no socks probably won't affect the trajectory of my life unless if like they're the reason why I get chosen for some lottery or something, right? Um, or accidentally become famous because I was wearing blue socks. Um, but in general, so so yeah, I don't think there's, there, there's not a huge variation, but everyone has points in their lives where to be incredibly like high school cliche poetry um, is, you know, the Robert Frost, two paths diverged in a wood. And I would never choose the less traveled one because quite frankly, that's just the way to death, right? Like if you're on a less traveled one and you get lost, who's gonna find you? It's gonna be a lot harder for someone to find you. But that's, that's just me, okay? <laughs> that's just me and my morbidity coming out. <laughs> But, but, you know, there are many instances in our lives where if we had chosen one thing or another, our lives would have changed drastically, right? Like, so for myself, there's a few main, main moments where my, my life could have diverged greatly. Um, one of them is whether if I had gone to UCLA or UC Berkeley, and I had chosen to go to UCLA, and um, that greatly changed the trajectory of my life. Uh, another one is breaking up with the boyfriend I had before my current husband, or or not, right? That would have greatly changed the tra- trajectory of my life, right? Um, and another major one was becoming a financial advisor, or not. And had I gone with my gut and not become a financial advisor and stayed in marketing. Uh, actually, my husband complains about it bitterly to this day. Maybe less bitterly now, but yeah, that I had wasted a decade as a financial advisor uh, where I hated it and was miserable and was not very good at it. 
in terms of, yeah, I, mean, I was okay at it, but I wasn't like great at it. But yeah, just how, not only in terms of like income and like title, because I, my husband and I were in the same field, it stands to reason I could have, I was, I'm only like a year or two younger than him. So it stands to reason that we could have doubled our household income, right? Because two of us would be in similar roles and similar trajectories, right? So it would have affect, affected us greatly in terms of finances, in terms of whether or not I would even have the four children that I do now. Uh, would I have been willing to give up those kids, uh, not have as many children or um, stay at home or, you know, would I have, you know, all, all these choices that we would have faced differently. And then I think one of the last major choices is me choosing to write again and blog and then take that seriously. Like that, that was a very big diverging point also, um, I think 2018, 2017, 2018. So ah, my point is, it's very relatable, right? Alto ego is very relatable in the sense that J-Hope is looking back on his life and he's looking back on all the decisions that brought him to this moment and how sometimes he, he wonders what his life would have been like. I think it's the second verse uh, where he, he wonders what his life would have been like had he not joined BTS. Would he have continued to pursue dance? He talks about, um, what does he say? The life of Jung Ho Suk. These are the Dulcet Bangtan's uh, Dimini, uh, her translation of the lyrics. So I'll, I'll drop that link in the uh, show notes and the description. Uh, but she, she's, she translates, The life of Jung Ho Suk, who is not J-Hope, flashes across my mind. It must have been full of regret, with no hope till I die, with my dance only chasing ghosts. Um, and she adds a note to saying like, Oh, with my dance only ch catching drifting clouds. Um, with me only blaming my dream and casting doubt on why I live and breathe. Oh my God, 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 God. Um, and so I think, oh, I just got chills. Um, but yeah, just the idea of him thinking of a life where he did not pursue his dreams, where his dreams are just a ghost, like just chasing clouds. And um, yeah, and again, just thinking about that. And then at the very start of the song, he talks about how all his decisions have brought him to this point, right? of uh, being a BTS member, being super successful at the top of the world and all those things. All that stuff is implied. Um, and that how, how, how he thinks that it was all meant to be, that fate made these decisions for him. Uh, and that, yeah, that the only, and I really, really like the line about time goes on uh, because we always talk about, I find time travel fascinating. And technically, I love the fact that we are actually all time traveling, right? We, except only in a forward direction. Um, and, but uh, I find it just, I find it, I find the con the idea fascinating of what we would have done differently, what we would have done better. But, but for, yeah, again, for myself, I was just so, so miserable. I was so miserable for so long, both being a mother. I, I mean, if you, if you listen to my first episode, um, I talk a lot about it there, but I was just so miserable, especially two years ago, right around when I found BTS, and that I constantly wondered what would my life have been like if I had made different decisions, and if my life would have been better, worse, different, 
Um, but I, I always come to the same conclusion of that. I wouldn't change anything because that wouldn't, because that wouldn't, because then I would no longer be me, the me of now, right? The me of who I am now. So do I wish my father was an abusive asshole? Of course. Um, do I wish I had pursued my dreams or even had any idea of my dreams or been okay with the fact that I didn't know what I wanted? Yes, I do. Uh, do I wish I had pursued writing and, and the things I loved uh, and, and been more reflective and brave and less fearful? Absolutely. Uh, but then, if I had already been those things, I wouldn't have my life now. I would have a different life, probably, possibly, most likely a good life also, because um, I'm, I'm optimistic of that sort. But, um, but I wouldn't be married to my husband. I wouldn't be the mother to these four children. And the idea of not... I actually don't... Don't take this wrong way, husband. Um, but I don't particularly care if I did not marry my husband or... You know, but what I do care about is that if I did not marry my husband or I was not with my husband, or what I do care about the most is that if I were not with my husband, these four children that exist now in this timeline would not exist. Um, so that if I changed anything, even met him later or got married later or, um, you know, changed up when we had sex or whatever, that my four children in this timeline would not exist. And I'm sure I would have like different children and I would love them in those timelines, but the idea of my current four children not existing, that causes unending panic to me. Perhaps unending is the wrong word, but it does trigger immense anxiety. What is my point? My point is that I just really relate to what J-Hope is saying, that I wouldn't all the suffering, he talks about all the suffering and oppression that they experienced both as they were trainees and, you know, the earlier, or maybe not even the earlier years, but maybe all throughout their career after they debuted. We will never know, right? Only those seven will know. He wouldn't trade it because fate led him to where he is now. That's kind of how I feel um, about my own life. And But I, I feel like it takes, it takes a lot to... And how, yeah, and how he's going his own way. Um, and at the end, he talks about whether or not I was exhausted or whether or not I was sad. There's only ego, ego, ego. It became my comfort and I became to know myself or like he came to know himself. And uh, yeah, that's, that's totally how I feel. And I feel like that's what's so relatable and vulnerable about these lyrics that uh, J-Hope is opening up again he's genuine and he's being vulnerable without giving everything away right like giving away everything about himself and I find that very fascinating um, that he wouldn't change things that he's grateful for where he is now that fate made these decisions and that regardless time goes forward and I love that I love this message in this song or not message but like I love the evolution of who he is represented in this song um, because I think that is 
my journey. I really resonate with, a, with his journey. And um, I find it very hopeful. It's such a hopeful song. And even the, you know, even the Latin beats, like, I think it's Latin beats, like salsa-ish. Um, and just the bouncy brass. And it's like a, a, a deeper, uh, not deeper. It's just a, it like, it reminds me of Just Dance a lot. Uh, which again, I also initially did not like as much, um, but now love. It makes me love J-Hope even more. I think because he, he is not normally super vulnerable uh, with his lyrics. And so we get a glimpse of that. But then also because I agree with him, not just for his life, but for mine, um, that all the suffering, all, all suffering that I have experienced, again, this is not, this is not to say that I wish this suffering upon people and that suffering is good. I don't necessarily think suffering is bad. Anyway, I'm di digressing, but, but yeah, that all of it has been worth it. All of my suffering, all the suffering my family has gone through, uh, you know, just everything in my life has led up to this moment. And while I did not necessarily enjoy every moment of my life, I really wouldn't change it because then I would no longer be me. And I feel like that's, and the me I am now after a lot of work, a lot of therapy, a lot of, um, a lot of hard work, the me I am now and the trajectory that I'm on now, I'm excited for and hopeful for. And it, and it, um, it brings me great joy to see BTS and J-Hope in specific seem to make peace with the different aspects of fame, um, their career, their passions and themselves, because, because I love them. And, and I want that for all the people that I love and even people I don't love, right? I ultimately, I really want that for all of us, right? To, for us to get to the point as people where we look back on our suffering, we look back on our experiences and though we, we would make different choices if time travel were an option, maybe. Yeah, that fate has led us to where we are. Fate, the universe, God, whatever. Whatever name you have for it. But it has, it's kind of like DNA, right? That song. This was not a coincidence. And I think as people, we always struggle to find meaning like, what does it mean to be human? What, what does our life mean? And our lives only make sense in retrospect, right? You, can, you can't see the connections while it's happening. Or maybe you can, if you're particularly insightful. But, you, but we don't really know. We don't have that narrative or story. We, like we, I'm butchering something C.S. Lewis wrote once. But we live our lives forward, but we interpret it backwards. I really hope that when we all look when we interpret our lives backwards, that we can feel as if we are fully integrated people, that we make peace um, for the most part with our inner demons and, and monsters, um, that we recognize that we are multifaceted people, that we are more than one thing, and that, and kind of just to take a little bit more of J-Hope's attitude of, I don't care. This is what I am now. This is what fate has made me. And that this is who he is and this is 
and he loves it. And so I wish that for us and myself, that who, who I am, who I am becoming, who I was, that all those people inside me are integrated and uh, together. This turned out to be a very rambly podcast. I'm not actually sure if it made any sense, but I hope it brings you some comfort and that if you're on your journey and you still haven't, and you still don't feel like you can accept all parts of yourself, that that's okay. That's okay too, right? It's just, we don't, what is it? I'm butchering another either line from a movie or a book and I can't remember the reference, but it's, we know it's not the end because we're still alive right? Like, and the idea is that it may feel like the end and it could be, but at this moment it is not because you're still breathing. So keep breathing. (laughs) I hope we all keep breathing. I hope you have a great day. Thank you for listening. Please like, and subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, please download and subscribe and I guess leave a nice review or whatever review you want. Um, if you're streaming the podcast. (sighs) Thanks so much. I'll see you next time.